0: Brought to you by Shabin Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store, Daryl, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing all right. Well, at least at a, at a minimum, you are looking better than Franz Wagner's shot in this uh, this Cavs magic game. He is 0 for 11, 0 for 5 with a three ball, and the Cavs are winning big. Okay. Was that two inside? Uh, right, so clearly we found out who Jonathan was betting on tonight. <laughs> that's clearly what that was. I was like, was that too inside basketball for you right there? I don't know. No, I'm, I'm good. I, I mean, I, I hope it all goes
1: well for you and your wallet.
0: Thank you. Franz Wagner, German for sucks Most importantly, at basketball
1: for your wife and child.
0: Yeah, Well, you know, you know my rules on this, Daryl is uh, I'm I only play with the free money. That's all just, I. That's just, all I've ever played with. And I've, I've be won enough from the there. Just be the
1: college tuition money. Okay. Never,
0: never, never, never. It's all kind right. of actually, it's embarrassing if people knew how just little I actually do gamble on these games.
1: Or or the mortgage. Or the I gamble a lot.
0: Okay. We're talking the money though is a very, very tiny, tiny, tiny amount of money. All right. But it's all fun. I, I trust like it. You. Do you? did you? Do you dabble? Do you dabble yeah. in the the? The dark arts not. of
1: sports gambling? I, I do not. I do not dabble.
0: No. Okay, that's good. You probably shouldn't, with as close to the team as you are.
1: Nah, it's a yeah. I I, I don't. Yeah. Um, I I struggle like with the lines and stuff. Like I'm just like I will just pick who wins the game. Why? Well, yeah. I hate point spreads. <laughs> like, <laughs> here's who I think's gonna win the game. There you go. But I do like the over unders. I yeah. think that's a fascinating thing.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, well, we uh, we talked about yesterday the Steelers yeah. Patriots game at 30 for the over under this week. The uh, lowest do is 1993. I really enjoy
1: the over looking at the over unders. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm just a yeah. Here's who I think is going to win the game. You know, because to me that's what matters.
0: And like, I no, and you're right about that. I just I should look. I I haven't checked and seen whether or not the the Browns spread over under for this weekend has changed at all. But I like, do
1: miss the one thing I miss when I watch games now is all the veiled. Yeah references to the spreads because now they can just say it like you know they don't have to be very they, they don't have to like slide it in right
0: well that score might matter to a few folks well <laughs> once they kick brett mushberger off and send him to the raiders broadcast that was a big that was a big <laughs> damage into our uh, into that game he played you that game better are than everyone else. Live. Yes. He played that game <laughs> At better booking. Better than any broadcaster we have played that game. Like well, that. <laughs> that touchdown right there meant a lot to some people that are watching this game. It's like, yeah, all right, Brett. We know what or, you are.
1: Or or you know when the guy who the guy's better cuz they get real, you know, they don't get real excited for late scores, right? They're like, mm-hmm. and that's a touchdown. I yeah, they clearly didn't have that one. I it's thought
0: at times Mark Sanchez actually had money on the Browns this past weekend cuz there were really? a few moments in there where he audibly groaned and it was funny cuz everyone turned into like hate on Mark Sanchez but if you actually in the in the Broncos game I would agree but in this right. in this game against the Rams there were a couple moments there where I audibly groaned and he right. matched my audible groan and I was like <laughs> he's doing what I'm doing
1: yeah well you know <laughs> I I uh <clears throat> I don't know what to, what to tell the folks in the desert about this one this weekend. That's for sure. We don't know who's starting at quarterback for either team. Um, so I guess you can yeah. start there, and that's pretty much where it's going to end as well, I think.
0: You tell me that that makes it tough to talk about a game when you don't know which quarterback is going to be on the, on the yeah, roster yeah, for either uh, team? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then the report today was C.J. Beathard even, the backup for Jacksonville. Apparently he is going through his own injuries, and it's like, well, right. how deep I, does this I go? I know.
1: I know. I mean, it's 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 tough out there. It it is tough out there. But um, yeah, uh, look, I I I feel pretty confident in my belief that Joe Flacco is going to start for the Browns. I, I think Kevin Stefanski is just doing the the Kevin Stefanski coach mm-hmm. speak thing. Like now we got to wait till Friday because we don't talk to him till Friday, so we got to wait till Friday for the pronouncement. I just don't know why he didn't come out and say, you know what, DTR is out of the protocol. We're going with Joe Flacco this week. We we, we need we need to win this game Sunday. Uh, we think Joe's going to uh, give us the best shot. We liked what we saw last week. Uh, DTR is continuing to you know improve health wise, continuing to grow as a player. But it's all Joe this week. Boom, done. Yeah, to and me, that's it. Like I don't know why that is so difficult for him to do, um, but because to me, anyone that's that has watched this year. There's no comparison between DTR and Joe Flacco as far as who gives you the best chance to win. Like, get it's not a contest.
0: Mm -hmm. I agree. You know what I mean? I agree. (laughs) I I think Daryl. I think honestly, I think there's got to be something. I don't think it's him trying to be consistent because he did this game with everyone when it was uh, you know DTR and PJ Walker and all these things. I genuinely do think there's something that he believes in the gamemanship department that nobody else buys into, but he does, yeah. as the reason why he's doing it. It's the only thing that I, I can really
1: believe. I guess. I don't know.
0: I mean, you I and I, just... you, listen, if you're Jacksonville, you're not preparing for two different quarterbacks there. Right, now, right. maybe maybe you are because you think it's raining and the weather is going to be miserable, and maybe they would have, like Ross Tucker was on earlier today, suggesting they should have some packages for DTR. Do you Do you buy into that logic a little bit? No. Okay. All right. No, I'm. Not, yeah, no, no. <laughs> but wait, yell at Ross Tucker. That wasn't uh, my. Well, no,
1: I'm not. I, I would never. But the the weather uh, forecast is high Is is garbage uh for Sunday. It's it's terrible. So it, that's not the game to get cute with anything.
0: Yeah, but Stefanski once or twice every game loves to get cute, and we know it.
1: Y- y- yeah, let's. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I'm aware.
0: Yeah, I know you're very aware. uh One or two times a game. That's what we got. Uh, let me ask you, congratulations, by the way, and thank you very much for uh, being a driving force in the Browns social media channels today and asking the question that I asked you last night and you said you would ask, and then now all of a sudden, did you see it? Browns socials had it everywhere.
1: No, I, I, I missed it.
0: Oh, yeah. Your question, the answer that got answered then uh, was used as a rallying cry for Browns fans and why Stefanski loves playing at home so much. If I can be honest with you, I thought you asked the question the right way. And I thought you did a great job there, I I thought it was a non-answer though because it wasn't satisfying enough for me. It's like yeah, we I do. Wasn't
1: expect- I wasn't expecting I wasn't expecting an answer though.
0: I know, but I genuinely <laughs> I didn't expect do. an answer when I asked Kevin a question. I genuinely am <laughs> curious when I when you lay out the home road splits for people just joining us yesterday. I laid out the home road splits. On the road, the defense is allowing 30 points a game. At home, they're allowing 10 points a game. 20 points in differential is massive. And and Stefanski admitted as much. He thinks there is a home field advantage, but then that was kind of it. But that's what I told you as well. I know, but that's not the answer for 20 points. Oh, wow. Nowhere in the history of football has just home field advantage been the reason for 20-point differential. I needed more.
1: Sorry, I did the best I
0: could. You did. You did a great job, though. I really I commend you. You did a great I'll, job. Like,
1: listen, I can control – uh, the awfulness in which I asked the question, I cannot <laughs> control
0: the response. I'm going to have to ask him off the air sometime. I'm going to I'm gonna have to find a one-on-one time with Stefanski. Most people would be like, oh, make it personal, find out about, relate on the fact that you both uh, wear Jordans or relate on the fact that, uh, you, know, you, you, you know, there's different things in your life that maybe you can bond over. And I would be like, I just, I need to know. I need to know what that home field advantage actually is. But I'm not going to get that.
1: Hey, I I wish you well in your you. uh, in your inquiry.
0: Thank you. Uh, one thing I liked about Joe Flacco is that he used nine different receivers. Uh, and he, he it wasn't we hadn't mentioned Harrison Bryant outside of the Deshaun Watson interception in the Pittsburgh game. In a it had been a while. It felt like. Do you feel yeah. like there's something there with Flacco where he's able to scan the field, go through his progressions just better than what we had seen recently, and that's why they're getting more receivers involved. Or is he openly just targeting more guys in the beginning of the the drives and the plays?
1: I think he's just trying to find open guys. I I I I don't think it. There's any conspiracy or it. He, he's just throwing the football to guys he feels that are open. That's all. Um, he threw twelve passes to Elijah Moore, who caught four of them. So uh, he threw six to David Nujoku, who caught. Two of them. Um, I, you know, so the, the, the pass distribution was, in my view, good. You had, um, uh, let's see, 41 targets, 23K. Catch- Here, I, I'll run it. Harrison Bryan caught all five passes. Mm-hmm. He, 100% there. Elijah Moore, 12 targets, four catches. Amari uh, Cooper, before he went uh, down, uh, uh, five targets, three catches. Uh, Jerome Ford, three catches uh, on three targets, including falling into the end zone. Mm -hmm. Um, Cedric Tillman, six targets, two catches. I mentioned Njoku, uh, six targets, two catches. Uh, Andy Baskin's uh, close personal friend, David Bell, two targets, two catches. Uh, Does he he know David Bell? What's that? Does
0: he know David Bell?
1: He he, he loves him some David Bell. Oh, okay. Uh, um, And uh, Aikens and Hunt, one target, one catch apiece. So, uh, 41 total targets going out to nine different dudes and 23 catches am- amongst
0: them. And the so, two that impressed me the most would be the two that going into that game would have surprised me if you told me that was the case, and that was Elijah Moore and Harrison Bryant, uh, Daryl. I-, I thought between Harrison Bryant... Well, thought- Moore
1: shouldn't surprise you because they played together in New York. So, you figured that Moore was automatically be- going to become the-, the-, the favorite receiver, Okay. I mean,
0: I, I no, eighty-three yards. I, I just was wish not for a game twelve targets.
1: I wish, I, I wish, and I understand some of those targets get charged on like throwaways and stuff like that. But I, I kind of wish that the you know at least fifty percent. I wish you had had two or three more catches, um, for those twelve targets. But uh, the fact that he's getting involved, hopefully, maybe that gets Elijah going. He had a he had a great catch. Uh, you know the butt cheek catch on the mm-hmm. sideline there, all right uh you know nice job by him there you know maybe this maybe this can kind of get him going because he hadn't gotten going this year, and they've tried to get him going and it, and nothing has really worked so maybe Joe Flacco can get him going, but um yeah i mean the the past distribution though, to be fair it, it it's been this way the whole year. Uh, it's, it's not like they've spent the whole game just targeting Amari Cooper and Elijah Moore. Like they try to, to spread it around. They just, they're not getting production, uh, at times, uh, while doing so. And that's to me where they've got to make the improvement is making sure that they're getting, uh, the catches and they're getting production on a consistent basis. And if they do that, I think that, uh, fans will feel a little bit better about this offense.
0: The Browns tweeted out today a photo of Denzel Ward might've been a video and they did the, the Jordan, the, um, back that thingy. Um, that doesn't mean he's actually back though. Right. Daryl. Or, I mean, there's... Uh, he,
1: I mean, he practiced today, even though he's limited, he, he, he's scheduled to talk tomorrow. Okay. That's an indication he's, he, yeah, he.
0: Okay, he, great. So that's a good
1: sign. Yeah. He, he was in pretty good spirits when he was, uh, uh, we tried grabbing him, uh, before he, uh, raced out of the locker room there and, uh. He just said, you know, talk to you tomorrow, but I am, you know, going to practice today. And uh, so he did practice today. It was good to see him out there. They need him out there. Cameron Mitchell designated to return from injured reserve, Uh, the rookie corner. They need depth back there desperately. So uh, some good news on the secondary front.
0: Let me ask you something away from the Browns. Roger Goodell announced today that the NFL is going to become what he calls quote, very global with more international games over the next five to 10 years. Mm -hmm. I want to pitch you my idea and you tell me if you think this works. we clearly all know that they're going more international and that's a point of emphasis for them. How about the NFL does one week a year, Daryl, where every team it's going to be a, a, a scheduling nightmare. I'm ready to admit that, but it's the NFL. They can make it work one week out of the year. Every team in the NFL goes and plays an international game, so everyone's on the same time frame, everyone's on the same clock, everyone's on the same everything for that one week, and you play a game in China, you can play a game in England, you can play a game in Australia, you can play a game in Mexico City, you can go hit all the spots, and we'll call it like week six international week or something, and everyone plays internationally for that one week. What do you think?
1: That might be the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Oh,
0: it was either most ridiculous or most awesome. And I and here's
1: I, here's why they have these right. things called time zones. And that's so why you could no, stagger the and games. There's no
0: way that that would work. That's what that's the better part of it. Is you stagger no! you stagger oh, the oh. games so they no! don't all play at once. And so because you, you, you use the time that, zones oh, to your advantage, you do
1: realize uh, on the other side there, right? Uh, they're awake when we're sleeping, and they are sleeping when we are awake. That just it just isn't going to work.
0: What do you mean? You go, you go for a yeah, nine. You go for a away. nine o'clock game in Beijing. Is a nine o'clock game here? What do you mean? Like that's what, what, what? Come on, you can stagger them. It could be, it could be International Week, and then you can time it out. I think it, w- it would satisfy so many different elements that Goodell wants and growing the game, because we're getting China games eventually. We are. Right. It's going to
1: happen. Let, let me tell you what's really going to happen. Let's uh, step from fa- Jonathan's fantasy land here. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, uh, It's a horrible idea. So we're going to step away from Jonathan's fantasy land, and I realize you got a youngin' and you, you do a lot of fantasy land at home with the little kid. I, I get it. That but is true. We do, we're going to we step do, back do, into reality. Here's, here is what's going to happen, and all sarcasm aside, even though I'm busting your chops a little bit. In all seriousness, here's what I think is going to happen. Because they're on this... Uh, uh, rotating, you know, year by year schedule, where uh, like this year the Browns have nine home games. Last year they had eight. The year before they had nine. Right. Mm-hmm. This unbalanced seventeen game schedule. They're they at some point going to go to eighteen games. But in the midst of being seven, that seventeenth game is going to become, to your point, it is going to be an international game. It is going to be a neutral site game, and that and so you'll play eight home, eight away in one neutral site game. What they need to do, though, is they need to add a second bye week for everybody And when so that when you play that neutral site game overseas or whatever, you get the week off coming off of it. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? I do. So you can recalibrate, recoup, whatever. Uh, just even from spending time on the West Coast last week, this week, uh, first couple of days per today, hour later tomorrow, looks like it's about another hour later in the, the shift of how they're uh, doing their daily schedule, but that is that that's what they need to do is add a second bye week. And then that allows for the eight, eight and one. So yes, the Browns will have to play in England or wherever. Okay. Germany or France or wherever we're spreading these things out. Yeah. Right. Wherever they have the nice stadiums that can accommodate uh, the NFL overseas, that's, how this is going to operate in the future. They are, but they got to add that second bye week, but it eventually is going to go eight, eight, one. That's the design, except for if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, but Mm -hmm. that is ultimately, I think the goal and Goodell, as you mentioned, is alluding to it. Now they want to be more international. They want to make it more of a global game. Uh, But uh, one way to do that is to have everybody, whether it's stateside or overseas, play a neutral site game because I think like the NHL is doing with like their stadium series right yeah uh, you see major league baseball they you know feel the dreams up in Cooperstown and mm-hmm. uh, they're doing uh, I believe a game in Alabama next year uh, to honor um, the uh, integration of baseball and the Negro Leagues and things like that um, so you're seeing uh, the NBA uh, with some of the games that they play overseas in the preseason and things like that the NFL is trying to copy those models now. Uh, well, there, wasn't there a baseball series in in England or uh, yeah, the United it was a, Kingdom Cubs, last Cubs year? game in London last year? Yeah. yeah. So, so the NFL is trying to capture that as well. And how you do that is by going to this eight-eight-one with two by week model, and it's going to be here sooner rather than later because right now under the current model, teams are at risk when they go overseas of losing home games, and owners don't want to lose the home gate. But I think there's money to be made by doing stateside neutral site games. Like, who would not want to watch the Browns play in Columbus as a neutral site? Or, mm. you know, It'd Notre cool. Dame Stadium for a neutral site. Or, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. There, there are, I think that there's some opportunities there to not just go overseas for neutral site games. But remember, college stadiums got 20, 30, 40, 50,000 more seats than NFL stadiums do these days. That, that could be quite the draw and a revenue driver for the NFL as well as whoever ends up hosting those games.
0: Yeah, Lions Chiefs in the big house would get 100,000 people.
1: Oh, my goodness. Great. Well, yeah, I so um, I, you, you can't do it, but my my dream game would be Browns-Bengals at Ohio Stadium, the real battle of Ohio, right? Mm-hmm. But obviously the Bengals don't want to give up a home game and the browns wouldn't want to give up a home game but i'm just saying you're i think you're going to start seeing that that type of thinking coming along it doesn't necessarily have to be international but i do think the nfl they're always looking for those additional revenue streams play an nfl game in a 110,000 seat college football stadium and put two teams in there uh, that would be uh be quite uh the draw uh so um that's but it's it, there's going to come a year here where everybody's going to be playing those neutral site games. It'll just be a eight, eight and one.
0: No doubt. Daryl. Thank you for the insights. Uh, I appreciate you and I'll catch up with you on Sunday morning as hopefully I'm like, I, I mean, it's going to be bad weather wise. So I'm, I'm, I'll be freezing, but I'll talk to you I, Sunday.
1: I, I recommend an umbrella hat gloves and waterproof clothing. Yeah. Boots too. Definitely boots. Keep the feet dry. I can do
0: boots. Thank you, Daryl. Right,
1: you bet.